smash their like button! <laughs> The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit. Planet. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello and welcome to episode number 82 of Planet Rage. Oh boy. It's a lot. It's almost a Joe Biden's age, right? Is he, what's he now? Uh, he's 80 or 81, so we've surpassed him. I yes. Think. But he probably lies about his age. He's probably two, 300 years old. Could be. Those lizards, yeah. you never know. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Chicago, big weekend. Mm-hmm. This was Taylor Swift weekend in Chicago. <laughs> so that means three concerts, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And in the uh, same time, 46 shot, nine killed in the city. Wow, that is big, but it's, not as big as the previous one. No, it was like double what we had uh, two weeks ago. But Memorial Day, I mean, in order of the holiday, you got to go out and kill people, I guess. Well, you got to have something to memorialize a Memorial Day. Uh-huh. You know, fresher is better, right? That's what they uh, seem to think. And the new mayor in Chicago so far, not really doing anything to make anything better. What's he doing? Nothing. Nothing. Well, okay. I mean, he's, he's doing, I'm sure, community outreach. Community outreach. That's always good. Yeah. One of the stories was one of the uh, Walgreens now downtown. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Showing off their new layout, which is like two aisles that people can actually walk down. But everything else is order online and pick up or order from a kiosk in the store Mm. and have the employees do the shopping for you. And I think this is going to be the norm now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For any of these businesses. That is not a new uh, arrangement. No. Well, I mean, this is why we have made light of over the past couple of years on this show. I mean, I've made it the comment a few times that the best barbecued ribs to be had in Chicago, you know them by how thick the bulletproof glass is between you and whoever is giving you the food. There you go. Exactly. Yes. You know what? I was going to say when I was in college <laughs> quite some time ago, I was running down a used car that was uh, listed in a, in a very, very dodgy neighborhood of Queens. And my, my about to you know, fall apart Ford, I parked the thing and I felt this thunk and suddenly the transmission just hit the pavement. <laughs> so you, you really hoped this car was going to be the one. Exactly. And this, you know, this was a car I owned. I was, and so I thought, oh, fuck, this isn't good. And so I get out of my car and there's like a bunch of dudes on the corner. And one guy yells over to me, Caddy Corner, what the fuck are you doing around here? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the welcome you expect so, in Queens. Come on. What the fuck are you doing around here? And I thought to myself, yeah. And I looked and I just, I thought I'm either dead or I'm not. So I laughed and I said, you know what? I was thinking the same fucking thing. And the, the four of them just cracked up, cracked up. 
when I said that. And then I said, I got to make a call. And you guys got any change now? We don't, but you go in that drugstore over there. Okay. So I walk through the door of this drugstore and it was a fucking tunnel of bulletproof glass. Nice. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I mean, this is a long time ago. You know, everything but the ceiling had, you know, thick, <laughs> one inch thick glass. And then you'd go to the, the end of it and just, I, there's a guy behind there with a little hatch. You know, he said, hey, can you break a bucket? <laughs> I got to make a call. My life depends on this. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. And we're getting back so to that. But now at least we have the digital aspect where you can, you know, you'll have the app on your phone. You just tell it which store you're in. Yeah. Tell it what you want. And this was interesting because this was my thought when the whole COVID thing hit and more stores, even if they were doing it before, now it was front and foremost, the ability to get delivery or to just do curbside pickup. And we started doing our grocery shopping that way now. And it's been a weekly thing. I can't remember. It's probably been. I mean, we've run in for a stray item here and there, but our main grocery shopping every week has been done online. Go pick it up at the store for at least two years now. That's amazing. So is there any you know, research on that? Like what percentage of supermarket shoppers are doing what you do? I'm very curious. I'm not sure, but I'm guessing it's more. I mean, that's according to my wife, who is the one going to pick it up most of the time. There's usually people there that are doing the same thing because you just drive. They have a special area now in the back of the supermarket where there's like five or 10 spots and you just text them or call them and let them know where you yeah. are. And they bring the stuff out and they put it into your trunk and they won't even take a tip and they send you on your way. Now, that I assume eliminates the potential for comparison shopping. Does it or I don't think so. I mean, for me, it's even more so because they'll show you the price and everything. So if you know what you're looking for, so if you type in toothpaste, you're going to see all whatever amounts of toothpaste they have in front of you. Right. The ones that are on sale are clearly marked. So it makes it more convenient for them to be able, if they're trying to push stuff, well, they put it on sale because that's going to go right to the top because people think it's a better deal, Mm -hmm. which in some cases it is. In some cases, maybe not. But I wondered one there's they already have your information because for anybody that signs up for one of these loyalty programs. And if you oh, don't, yeah. then you don't get major discounts and you lose a lot of money. So I think we all know the trade off you're making, which is they already know what you're buying. Sure, they do. So why not have them pick it up and put it in the cart and bring it to the door for you? That would seem to be an easier route to go now. Are there ever, is there ever shit in those sacks that you didn't order? Or it's the wrong brand or the size is too big or how, how, how accurate is this? It's very rarely have had a problem and it has gone both ways. Like the last uh, couple of weeks ago, the $15, which was like a pound of uh, roast beef, you know, just lunch deli meat yeah, wasn't in there, but it's a quick, yeah, you can make a phone call. You can send them an email and the response is always very quick, which is, We'll just give you a, we can give you a refund or a coupon code for your next shopping visit. And that was, it's happened, I think, two or three times over two years plus that there was an item missing. And there have also been times where there have been an extra item added, which, oh, we ordered eight of these and somehow nine of them showed up. (laughs) 
like, okay, well, those we don't end up calling because it's like, I'm not going to, I don't know. Thanks. <laughs> That's that uh, seems, it seems like it evens out in the, uh, in yeah. the grand scheme of things, but the accuracy is pretty high. No complaints there. I found, which a lot of people I don't think understand in our society today, which is being polite, which you can add comments for the things like, so if you're getting something from the deli, you can say, hey, give me thick slices. Or if you're buying, as I often do when they're on sale, I'll buy the large avocados. And I just put in the comment thing, you know, oh, hard, please. Thank you. You know, I'm doing the whole Ron Swanson thing. You please and thank you on every comment. Because I'm sure most people don't. And who's Ron Swanson from uh, Parks and Rec, which was a sitcom. uh, I never saw it from years ago, but that was one of his whole things. You know, yes, please. And thank you. Mm -hmm. It's like it's just being polite because I know, you know, I've worked retail and retail sucks. So if you're the person that's out there and you're pulling these orders, you know, you're probably not having a lot of fun throughout your day at work. And I would think it would be nice if somebody adds a comment like, hey, can I possibly get this, you know, cut this way? Or can I you know, make sure the bananas are green, please? Uh, well, you know, if without the please and thank you, I would just be like, ah, fuck that guy. Yeah. But if it was like, hey, they went out of their way to be like, oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Like, well, then, OK. So I go that route. I mean, now, is there an apparatus for tipping these people that sort this stuff out for you? There is not. I wish there was. Really? I wish there Why? was. Because the tip thing is out of control. And wouldn't that just feed that uh, that fire? Or Maybe for, you know, for just those that have gone out of their way to uh, make sure they're doing their job well. Although yeah. then maybe they, you shouldn't have to be tipped. Because overall, I'm a nice guy. Unlike what the guy in, uh, in Belfast thinks. I mean, I'm really, really a nice guy. Did I tell you that? You they, are a nice guy. They keep sending. It, it's been about a week, though. So hopefully he got it sorted out. Because he was yeah. getting a very upset with their uh, with their customer service. Like, did you even look at why this case was open? Because they're like, well, we're trying to give you your money back, but uh, your card's not accepting it. Well, I had to cancel my cards, which oh, I thought was hilarious. That is hilarious. But I now also know what his email is because he's like, oh, please also send a copy of this. I don't know why. They obviously know what happened. Or he's an idiot if you didn't tell them that the main email address wasn't his. Mm. But he's a uh, something with like three numbers after it. So he's Darren O'Neill, like 580 or something like that at gmail.com. And I just blame that person, him, himself, that Darren O'Neill, bad Darren O'Neill. And I also (laughs) blame any merchant that does not verify that you own an email before attaching it to your credit card. Yeah, you're right. I can't think of any that really do that. Do, do they? Yeah, you're right. No, it would be point. very bad that they're not like what we need. Everybody now wants to verify 18 ways to Sunday. Yeah. Just today, I went to pay our car insurance. And it's like, well, we want to verify it's you. Do you want a text message or an email? And I'm like, if some fucker wants to break in and pay for my auto insurance. Let him. Yeah, I'm fine exactly. with that. What do oh, I need to have all of this for to get into my, uh, to pay my auto yes. insurance? Yes. That's where it doesn't make sense, where it's, it's so inconvenient for things that it's like it doesn't make any sense. And Amazon, I will, is uh, as crappy as the way they do some things. I've noticed with Amazon, when I am sending things for the first time 
to a different address, it makes me re-enter the credit card number. So if you're trying to play this game with Amazon or you're trying to order something, if you break into somebody's Amazon account and you think you can have it shipped to you a different address that you can go snag it, well, they're going to ask, they're not going to let you use any of the credit cards that are attached to that account for a new address, Mm. which makes sense. But obviously this WeMoo or whatever it was, it didn't work out so well. But now I know the guy's email. So here's my question to you. Do I email the dude? Like, did you learn your lesson? Stop using my email address. Um, well, I wouldn't. I think it's more fun to let the mystery ride. Like, how did this happen? Who is this? Exactly. Now, yeah. if he was a, if, if that Darren O'Neill was a podcast listener to Planet Rage, then that would be even better. Yeah. But uh, they can he would have to reach <laughs> out if that was the case. No question about it. So, I mean, that's Chicago. We had Taylor Swift. Uh, she Did swallowed you see a any bug. of her shows. No, no. Why I mean, not? one, it's like it was it was a hot weekend, and I'm glad I didn't. Two, it's trying to get downtown is an utter disaster. Yeah. Yep. And for me, I don't like going to concerts that I feel are going to be uh and I mean, and I have gone to see Melissa Etheridge. So the concerts that are gonna be like 70, 80 percent female. I don't like being the six foot six dude standing in front of like some five foot four girl going, I can't see. Yeah, it's horrible. Mm. I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. And it's like, well, okay, if I sit down, the five foot four chick in front of me is going to be standing and I won't be able to see. Yeah. So, I I mean, there should be a thing at concerts. Please remain seated at all times. It's so fucking annoying. I hate that. Or there should be tall people seating. Maybe. Yeah. You cannot sit in this. It's like a Disney ride. Yeah. You cannot get in this section unless right. you are this tall. Which, by the way, I'm glad to see. Now, people are outraged, outraged that t- there's talk of um, selling airline seats by weight. I've been a proponent of that for decades because really we are freight. Yeah, this and is true. Somebody, if there's some dude that's t- double my weight sitting next to me, he should fucking pay more for that seat because he's using more fuel. And I, hey, as somebody who's six foot six and will need a little bit more of the leg room, I'll also gladly pay a little bit more. Yeah. But they don't offer the seats that will accommodate. True. And it's like, well, this is where the problem lies. Yeah. You know, I'm not one of these folks that are like, no, I want to pay the same as a baby because we're all people. No, it's like, Mm, I understand. It's freight. It's human freight. And that's how freight is sold by weight. (laughs) But can you imagine that? And I know some airlines are doing this now. I'm like 99% sure that they're weighing people before they get on the plane. And, you know, it's even a safety factor. I mean, that's what killed, what was it, Lisa One-Eye? What the hell was that chick years ago in the Caribbean? Remember that story? Oh, yeah, right. There was, uh, the plane was overloaded. Yeah, they overloaded the fucking plane and it augured in. That's what happens. (laughs) You know, it's not like a train. (laughs) Right. And those just go right off the track anyway. Yeah. There are downfalls to all sorts of uh, transportation. Yeah. I mean, in Chicago, you might get shot while the train's being derailed. So how big are the venues that uh, Taylor was playing at? Oh, she's playing the uh, football stadiums. What, what, and in Chicago, what do they hold? The bucks? amount of tickets that were sold from what I have read was about 60000 per show. Holy shit. Uh-huh. The average price of a ticket might be what? Lots. I mean, <laughs> 200, 500, a grand what? I know the average, like 
a few days before the show on the resales were like 700. I think they ranged anywhere. And this was, I did not look even this time. There was a thought because she played Soldier Field before COVID. And I had the thought, well, maybe. And there was a thing where you could get on the Ticketmaster, you know, preferred list if you bought a few copies of her CD. So I did. And, you know, you entered all the stuff. And we had the ability when the tickets went on sale to order front row tickets. But the front row tickets were fifteen or sixteen hundred per ticket, and I was like, <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no, yeah. you know, I would have to get a lot more of Taylor for uh, fifteen hundred dollars to. Um, yeah, it's like it's yeah. not worth it. They're, although now people are spending fifteen hundred bucks on one copy of a Taylor Swift vinyl, so I see the world has gone in a in a wow. different direction. And as much as I enjoy going to concerts. The prices are out of control. Yes. And I get it to one side because there are guys out there that have no stage set up. There's the old rockers who are going to go like Uncle Ted. You know, he comes out and he's got his big Marshall stacks and that's pretty much it. Which are mostly all fake, by the way. Right. Well, you got to look good, though. Got to look good. You got to look good. Taylor's tour there was a aerial view one of the uh, news stations here had up of the parking lot which was just off of soldier field where the semis that bring her tour to town were sitting and i counted at least 60 of them get the fuck out of uh-huh here. i mean back in the day 60 fucking trucks to drag her show around the country yes and i don't even think that was that's, including that's like the Barnum merchandise bailey that's unbelievable <laughs> yes yes I remember when, uh, you know, when I was a teenager, maybe in college, when the big shows were coming, like back then it would have been like Springsteen or U2. It was like, oh, yeah, they got like five trucks. You know, <laughs> that yeah. was a big deal. It's five semis full of stage gear. It's like, no, no, this is uh, this is a full on fleet, which comes into town for three nights. It seems that's the average. The merchandise stand was op- opened a day before. So the concerts were Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Smart. The merchandise tent was open Thursday from like 10 a.m. until 7 p.m. Man, there's no flies on Taylor, huh? No. Wow. Well, she's very good. When anybody says she's not a capitalist, oh, I mean, she's playing the game. Yeah. She says what needs to be said to appease the LGBTQ and all of that. And so was it? Was there anything in the staging that would justify 60 semis? I mean, if she got, you know, elevators or water fountains. Or, you know, oh, like everything. I mean, to the point that there is a uh, a stage that goes through being the football stadium. So she can walk most of that football stadium. And so it's not just one stage at the end. It's a very long stage. And it's like a runway. It's a runway from the stage down the middle of the floor. Yeah, kind of all the way through. And then there's a couple little wow. side bits. And yeah, but that that gives up a lot of seats. Yeah, which is why they didn't sell seventy thousand seats instead of the uh, okay of the sixty thousand. One of the really cool optical illusions, which this was like from day one, the thing that had hit uh, Twitter and YouTube. There's one point to where the whole stage kind of looks like water. And she dives in and disappears. I mean, now you can see from the right angle that there's a hole opening up and that she's jumping onto like an inflatable bag. But 
then she appears at the other end of the stadium in like 30 seconds. So, you know, there's like a little cart underneath there that wh- whatever she's jumping on is then zooming its way across the uh, underneath the stage. But it was a really cool. Opt- I mean, I've never seen anybody do that kind of an optical illusion. And yeah, I guess when she you- appear, does she appear wet when she reemerges after dying? See, that would be even better, right? Yeah. It's got to get, you know, soaked in there. Uh, yeah. Have somebody hose her while she's on that dolly. You know? I did like somebody in the one, uh, in the one city had video of behind the stage of two guys pushing, which basically looked like a catering big container thing. And that's what she popped out of. So it's like, it's not all glamorous to be, uh, <laughs> to be Taylor Swift. You're like, so you don't want anybody to see you. So you got to get from point A to point B. Yeah. But I appreciate it. You're right. It's like Barnum and Bailey because it really is. I mean, and so what would you guess from, from the, the moment those 60 semis pull into that parking lot and somebody says, go, how long does it take that crew to set up, finish the sound check and say, okay, Taylor, take this stage. What, what would you figure? How many days? I would bet you well, I mean, if you're working around the clock, I would bet you it's over 24 hours of. You know, you pull in, you set the whole thing up, and then you got to take it all down. So, that you know, there's at least two of these shows, these stages out there, because yeah. most of the time they're, you know, leapfrogging each other. Right, 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 right. Wow. Although maybe hers, maybe that's not the case because she's only doing shows, it seems, on the weekend. So it's possible that they're not doing the leapfrog thing and... uh mm. Which also makes sense. You, you don't get quite as tired if you only work the weekends. And that's when most people want to go to a show. It would suck. Yeah. You know, if you're the concert you really wanted to go to was, at, you know, a Tuesday, random Tuesday night or something. But she has no problem selling the tickets. And I have to applaud. I mean, again, you're getting paid really, really well. But some of the, uh, the best times from what has, you know, again, leaked online have been the shows which were just in a torrential downpour mm. which it's like there's really you know some of the fans i've seen on like uh, the internet are like oh no it's gonna rain do you think she'll cancel it's like nobody's canceling one of these shows right now in the one that actually rained so hard that it destroyed the piano the keyboard and it just started playing by itself which is probably not the best way to uh, to do a show but wait a minute <laughs> So it turned into a player piano because it got wet. Well, it was it was malfunctioning greatly. Was it an electric? Yeah. Or? Which oh, I mean, again, you don't want to bring. I don't think you want to bring. But although you don't want to bring a very expensive grand piano out into the rain, but there's a lot of Gibson guitars being played out in the rain, and I'm like, oh god, that just hurts. Yeah. So well, I got to say, I saw Elton John years ago at the Garden. I don't know what the fuck he played a Korg or something yeah you know and i was really disappointed i thought wait wait a minute elton there's nineteen thousand people here truck in a fucking steinway or a yamaha's <laughs> you know something i mean bosendorf whatever and it i gotta say it didn't sound that great and it looked really stupid you know just this little slab and two legs and right looked like i felt like i might maybe i'm like a a barbecue for the moose club or something it was I, it bugged Maybe he heard my thoughts, and that's why he his whole thing was the red piano in Vegas when he had a residency there for years. Maybe that. Maybe other people thought the same way. People well, and realize. I know from uh, I don't remember if he did it or not because I had a friend who worked for uh, Phil Vassar who was a pretty big in the country circles, uh, 
you know, a decade or so ago. And he was a guy that was a piano player. And I know they had a unit that looked like a big baby grand piano, but it was retrofitted with a keyboard. So thus they, they could get the look. Yeah. But wouldn't have to worry about the things going to get out of tune or whatever. Sure. Yeah. So a lot of it's like magic. It's an optical illusion. Mm hmm. Much like when the Chicago mayor says, everything's safe, nothing to worry about here. (laughs) That's just an illusion. Yes. It is just an illusion. No question about it. But we're here and we're real. We are. And the uh, rage is always real. It is. And I mean, I apologize. We had some, uh, I had some stuff to do over the, uh, over the Monday. It's like, oh, wait, that's a holiday. The wife was off Monday and Tuesday. Uh, and then our air conditioning blew out again. So I'm going to need to get oh, it. No, I know. I know the guy came back out and he's like, Oh, I was hoping that was going to work. I'm like, you're telling me Yeah. to so recharge the thing. So it's working now, but we know in about another, uh, probably three months, uh, we'll probably end up getting one before that, but that's about what this thing will last once they throw the, uh, throw the refrigerant in it. Thanks to our government who keeps changing all of these regulations. Hmm. Because to refill one of these things now with like four or five pounds of refrigerant. What's, what does that cost these days? I heard it's very expensive. Yeah, like 400 bucks. That's sick. Uh-huh. Like back in the day, it would have been like 100 bucks. And I would have been happy to do that every year just to keep the thing sure. going. <laughs> but it's like, oh, no, we got to keep charging you more and more because we have to keep changing this. And then we have to outlaw this. And then this is. Uh, right. It becomes impossible to get. So. You know, that's the, the way of the world. So now you have to get another, although I better get one before they make air conditioners illegal, man. Joey wants to do all this stuff. Joey wants to do that. He does, but it won't be for him. For well, you, it'll be illegal. Right. Joey, well, the White House will remain nice and chilly. Yes. Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You got to keep Joey well refrigerated. Otherwise, yes, he makes, mummies, mummies don't do, they don't thrive in heat. Yeah. I was going to say, we might start to, uh, might start to more. decompose. <laughs> now there were a couple of actors out making comments about uh joey and the democrats oh. and i was kind of surprised because actors they all, tend to like joey don't they yeah that's what i thought although mm-hmm. neither one of these guys is really working much anymore james vanderbeek was the first one here he uh if you may remember him from the uh, playing dawson and dawson's creek another show i never saw yeah, it was yeah, it was right at a weird time. It was a teen melodrama. All right. And he was in a few episodes of How I Met Your Mother playing a Canadian wannabe rock star that was dating the one and just listening to him here, he sounds Canadian. And I looked it up, he always oh, from Connecticut, which it's like he sounds really Canadian. Hmm. Really 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 Canadian and he was also in uh, a sitcom that only lasted one year. I think it was don't trust the bitch in apartment Two B or something like that. Hmm. And okay. he played himself, but he played like a really douchey version of himself, which I thought just like, that's okay. If you're willing to do that <laughs> with the way people take things way too seriously, that's on like TV. Yeah. So was it not a stretch? I mean, is he a douche or? I don't think, I think he's a really nice guy, which probably makes it, but um, he's not happy that the Democrats are not even going to have any debates or 
really open up the door for anybody to challenge Joe Biden, which I don't believe that's going to be the case. But he made the case here for having the debates. It's early in the morning on Memorial Day. I'm walking my dogs, pulling a weight sled with my kid in it. And I cannot get over the fact that the Democratic National Committee is saying there will not be a debate to decide the nominee for president. Are you kidding me? There's no debate. There's no debate over an 80-year-old man who, if he lives, will be the oldest sitting president in the history of the country. And if he doesn't live, has a vice president whose approval rating is worse than his? This guy is obviously declining mental faculties. You're putting him up in front of a podium with flashcards telling him who to call on and what the questions are going to be. And you're telling us there's no debate? What about the will of the people? <laughs> and I, no, that's just not even the will of the people. What about the will of the people who voted for the guy last time? Because of those people, 72% think there ought to be a debate of the people who voted for Biden last election. 72% want a debate. So the DNC is openly ignoring, bypassing the will of the people. Why? Well, I think we'll pause that here for a minute. I think we all know why. figured this out. This guy's a fucking moron. (laughs) (laughs) I've spoken. I like that. uh, Although I do like that his sound quality is really good for somebody that's out making a TikTok video while walking their kids. Yeah. You know what? I'll say this about that, as Nixon used to say. Those kind of people annoy the fuck out of me because it's it's so it's so uh, pretentious. It's so contrived is the word. I'm so fucking busy. My life is so fucking full. I got to do a political screed, but I'll be walking my kid and pulling a sled at the same time. Fuck off, <laughs> Vanderbeek, whoever the fuck you are. I, you know what? I just kicked his ass into the Dave Ramsey pile. Who somebody tweeted at me that he's being sued for 150 million about some oh some really deal he got wrong. But fuck this guy, he's on my shit list. Whoever he is, I, I never heard of him. <laughs> well, uh, James Vanderbeek, if you're listening, we can we can do a cage match. I would like to see yeah, that. Yeah, anytime. That would be fun. Yeah, you bring your kid in a sled too, <laughs> right? Everybody, everybody <laughs> brings their kid in a sled. We see who can. Yeah. Uh, we can see who can uh, come out the other side of the steel cage match. It can be like a WWE thing. Yeah. It works yeah. for me. And mm-hmm. uh, it, w- it was just an interesting thing from somebody that is still in that acting world. You're not, you're not pulling the, uh, the line, but you're right. It's like, you're just realizing I'm like, did you vote for Joe two, two and a half yeah. years ago and thought it was a good, right. did yeah, and let me and here, here's what to ask him. The, the 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 question would be okay. Let's say it's a it's a it's a rematch and it's Joey versus Trump again. Right? You want him to debate Trump? I bet he'd be fine with him not debating them, wouldn't he? Yes, he fucking would. Well, yeah, because Trump would be able to make points and uh, and put a few words together that made sense. Yeah, and Joey would go, "I've um, this yeah. ice cream." Mm-hmm. I see Jack Dorsey thinks that. Uh, RFK is going to be the guy. That's interesting. Well, he is the oddly be skyrocketed to being the number two, because as we say this, it seems every cycle. How do these both parties get to the point to where the guys and gals that they have seem like horrible choices? 
<laughs> there is no like bullpen waiting like, hey, you know what? If we could just get to uh, Clinton, if we could just get to Obama, then we have a winner. The people they're throwing out there, you're like, they got like no chance. Yeah. And I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. It's probably by design as well. Huh? Right? It's, you know, it's probably. I mean, Joey's been the perfect finger puppet for two and a half years. Come on. You know, they like that. I, you know, this is it because he does have zero control over his own faculty. So somebody else is running the show. And basically what they have is him that is, uh, you know, rubber stamping, whatever it is that is put in front of him. Yes. I mean, I had, I thought a clip, I don't see it here of uh, him falling down. And uh, I oh, thought it was funny. Air Force commencement. Yes. Yeah, I love it. The uh, the nice folks over at Sky News were like, oh, he's, he's doing his Grandpa Simpson uh, bit again. And I'm like, okay, this is it. That's exactly what he, Joe Biden is, is Grandpa Simpson. And Biden, there was like a little 10-second sound clip was, well, I would call this guy and he was unavailable, but he was doing... He was doing some aerobatic loops and something in the gliders with the cadets or something like that. I asked if I could do that while I was here, and the Secret Service said no, they'd have to shoot it down. <laughs> right. And it's like, and that was exactly what this guy knew. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you? That's, that's not a good joke. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I had, it was a funny thing. Our, our boys, Adam and John, I heard covered that pretty well. And the first thing I saw was, the, the, he had a, a Maxwell smart heel on his shoe, right? And they Does he have a the shoe phone? About, yeah, it looked like, if you look at, if you look up Google Maxwell smart's shoe, before he takes it off and slides the, the heel aside, uncovering the mouthpiece, it looks a lot like Joey's heel, that weird fucking, I've never seen a, a heel like that in my life on any shoe. And Adam said he thought it was like the ones Michael Jackson had rigged. For his stage shows, he could lean forward at like a 45 degree angle and not fall down. Um, so they're waiting. That? They're just waiting uh, or they're heightening Joe. Maybe, so maybe what, this Joe, maybe this Joe is not as tall as the real Joe. So they have to add an, an extra little bit to get the height well, right. Well, it didn't, it didn't look like an elevator thing, but Adam's contention was that, you know, that, that, that horseshoe shaped heel could easily slide into like a hexagonal bolt on the stage. Oh, to keep so it from he stays yes. planted without falling over. Which, like he said, <laughs> that's what that's the way Michael Jackson used to be able to do those sways. I mean, he was right. wasn't that good, right? You're like, we know you're good, but you're not. You can't exactly. You, you physics are still a thing, exactly. And then the other thing he brought up, and I and I looked at it myself before I listened to those guys. I thought, what what the fuck was that? I own a? I happen to own a black sandbag exactly like the one. He tripped over. Well, no, would you know where that is right now, Larry? Right now, I'm looking at it. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but I thought, why the fuck is that even on that stage? I mean, it wasn't it right. wasn't uh, hanging over a cable or something. You know, it just it seemed randomly placed. There was very fucking weird, very weird. Yeah, that was my thought exactly. Because I'm like, well, if it is a cable, usually, I mean, I know enough people that rig up sound over the years that you you wouldn't use a sandbag i mean there's much no, flatter would. things you could use sure yes a lot of tape is used on those things to uh right or even like the carnies have i mean sure taylor it's, it's like those runners that'll take a huge amount of cables underneath and it's usually diamond pattern so you won't slip on it too and it's very flat i mean that's what pros do 
Of course. Yes. But for some reason, there was a big sandbag right where Joe Biden had to walk. Yeah. Almost like somebody was planning for him to fall. Well, that's what Adam said. He said there was a cadet walking away that sort of he he absolutely had to have seen Joey tumble and he never turned his head. And he's <laughs> as he walked off the stage towards the camera, the guy had a smirk on his face. And Adam he said, you know, this would be the perfect like stunt. Right. For these guys to get to get say, hey, let's let's fucking let's booby trap them. You know, see what happens. And I don't, you know, who knows? It'd, it'd, be, it'd be awful way to go to jail. Right. But, well, this uh, is well, yeah, you don't want to be caught doing it. It's one yeah. thing if you uh, bring a, you know, cow to your high school graduation or something to uh, as a prank. This is a yeah. little a little further down the line. But the Air Force Academy, I was there when I was like 10 years old and the place was really an amazing, amazing Amazing. location. Denver, right? Yeah. It was right outside of uh, Denver. I mean, somewhere, somewhere between Denver and Colorado Springs. And there was a chapel there. If it's still there, it was one of the most beautiful chapels I've ever seen, which, you know, again, a little crazy when people want to tell you, Oh no, there has to be a separation between church and state. It's like, you don't know what that means. They don't know. Right. They have no idea. They really don't. And it's sad. It is sad. Now you've got a few different clips here. Is there anyone uh, you would like to start with? Astco Fink or, uh, or Scott uh, Lebido? It's kind of climate change. Astco Fink. And then I've got one more of a fifth grade teacher on uh, the trans thing. I don't know. You pick, you know, they're all, they're kind of uh, random. So uh, whatever grabs you. Oh, we can do the trans thing because then we have a, I have a Megan Kelly clip, which sounds like she's uh, one of those prisoners that have to make a statement kind of a thing. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. I thought it was a little odd, but we'll start with this right. one here. Trans yeah, sure. The, boys. Well, hang on. Let me give you a little setup. It's it, it's on the set of Dr. Phil. Oh, right? yeah. And this is only a, this is a few days old. And it, it starts off with some some woman and clearly beside her is some trans person, whether it's a guy trying to be a girl or vice versa, I couldn't tell you. Um, and so she starts, she starts off talking about tampons, free tampons in, in the boys bathrooms at schools. And then somehow this other, I, I would say in some way, trans, whatever person, and again, I, which way it's supposed to go. I have no idea. Um, chimes in. And then this guy in the audience who looks like he, they identify him as a fifth grade teacher. He sort of gets in the middle as he takes them both on, and he's he's pretty fucking masterful. So uh, that we can take it from there. Transgender boys who might not have their own money to go buy tampons if they're provided free in the bathroom, it's it's a huge plus. Men do not menstruate; only women menstruate. Now you can call yourself right. I mean, in this, it's like okay, um, yeah. So now, because we're going to have a person that began life as a biological woman who is saying they're a male you now have to have the feminine products in the male's bathrooms because there might be somebody that needs it and that right so other other question are there condoms in the girls rooms right there should be should be right um and then uh he, why is this guy continually mispronouncing he, he's deleting the u and menstruate he says menstruate, <laughs> right? Haven't you, have you ever heard it pronounced that way before? I haven't. Hey, 
I'm the inauguration guy, so I'm not even gonna, <laughs> not even going there. It's like I know nothing. If that's the way you think, it's just, no. I'm not going to be that guy. All right. Whatever you don't want. menstruate, but trans men do menstruate. No, Same as non-binary people. <clears throat> Only women. Menstruating is not exclusive yes, to cis women. No, it's not. Yes, it is. So explain you're, to me as to why you're, my body menstruated are, at some If your chromosomes are XX and you're young, you menstruate. If you're XY, you don't. Correct, but what about trans men and non-binary? We're not excluding men. a whole group of they're, people They're women dressed as men. You are not a man. You can pretend to be a man, and that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Live your life. And tell me what a man is. Well, what's a man to you? You define a man for me. You have chromosomes that are X and Y. That's what a man is. So why are we just looking at the, 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 the science of this as an example? Stop. Stop. What do you want to bet that this person was all over follow the science when it was vaccine time? Got to follow the science. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. And they don't no want doubt. to admit. And this was, uh, and the Megyn Kelly thing was a long clip. And I don't think it ever got to the point the part that i clipped which kind of talked about the same thing which was you know it got to the point where you had to lie to make people feel better you had to ignore the reality of the science in, in just in order to make people feel better and it was like well why are we doing this why yeah. do the people that are trans that if you've gone from a female to a male trans you're aware that you started life as a female right this isn't a surprise to anybody is it i mean is there anyone that didn't know that happened so to admit that it's like why is that why is that hurtful it's like this is the reality of the situation and this is yeah. where i think we have the biggest problem with this is denying the reality of the situation which is why i've been saying this for uh uh, I, at least on unrelenting this week and on a couple you know, with other people chatting, I feel really bad for the gays and lesbians out there who are now caught up in this LGBTQ plus whatever, because they, they really shouldn't be getting the hate that they are. No. And I got to say again, kudos to the pot father. He was predicting this 18 months, two years ago. He, he is usually ahead of the curve. He, uh, it's amazing. Whenever I hear this, holy shit. Because yeah, I remember him talking about this. I'm thinking, what is he talking about? I mean, because it, it, it hadn't registered. He was, he was absolutely right. There's now, you know, the, the gays and lesbians have been marginalized by the whatever the, the other, the trans gang, I guess. <laughs> it's incredible. Yes. And you're seeing like with the thing at Target, what's making headlines. Oh, well, it's a pride display. And it's like, well, again, the pride thing for me has always been gay and lesbian. The trans thing is not the same thing as being a gay or lesbian. And I think most people are like, well, if you're an adult, do whatever you want. But it is when you start pushing this stuff at children. And again, you're denying the science and anybody that dares speak the truth of what the reality of the situation is. Now you're trying to make it like they're the bad ones. Right. And I think that's why there is the pushback that we're getting. Mm -hmm. And there's no question. It's like, well, we're going to use this. And I didn't even really ever occur to me. Don't tell my buddy Gene over on unrelenting that I was like, oh, wow, I never really thought of it that way. But he's like, you know, pride. He's like, that's one of the seven deadly sins. I'm like, you know what? I never really sat and went, you know, we're having pride month now. Mm -hmm. 
And but it's like, okay, well, this is you're naming it after one of the seven deadly sins. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. But it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's the whole turning the world upside down. Mm-hmm. When when we've learned sex and gender identity are two very they're completely different things. They're not completely different. They are things. completely different. Completely different words. This guy's good, isn't he? Yes. They're completely different words. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's really good. It's like, well, yeah, you can't come back on that. Well, no, they're not. They're the same. No, they're different for a reason. It's different words, but very different. <laughs> Again, this is why you don't want, if you are a part of a marginalized group, I understand, I guess, a little bit of, well, if we're a part of a bigger group, then we have more of a voice. But this is kind of like uh, you're attaching your cart to the wrong horse. It's uh, It's doing more harm than good. There was a really good Babylon B story that a few people sent my way, which I thought was hilarious because it is all comedy that's going to be funny. It has to have at least a modicum of truth to it. And the article on the Babylon B was the Chicago mafia is picking up and leaving the town because of the violence in this city. (laughs) (laughs) They would. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's genius. We know what the funniest thing was, you know, I grew up in New York and there's a, there's a hell of an array of, of neighborhoods in New York and year after year, hands down without question, the safest fucking neighborhood in New York was little, little Italy, which was completely controlled by the mob because they, they I mean criminals everywhere, but they would not tolerate any fucking street crime. You could, you could walk around down. I used to go to the San Gennaro festival was a fantastic party they throw every every september and really you could you could have you know hundred dollar bills hanging out of your back pockets <laughs> and no one no one would bother you ever you, you were you could get drunk off your ass you wouldn't get rolled because people just knew you, you don't you know, there was street, instant street justice if you fucked with anybody in the streets in little italy which is pretty funny it was cool <laughs> that's the way it should be yeah you're born with the sexual reproductive organs you have gender is what you identify with they're completely well, i don't accept things. that distinction you have to argue for it you're just giving a conclusion you're you're just making it up people the people who hate the truth the people who hate the truth are because they see they see the truth as hateful if, if you want to identify in any way you can you're free to do so but that does not mean that the rest of us have to join that illusion. You disagree. I disagree with you. And so you call it hate. But there's no hate in my heart at all. So that's You wrong. are being hateful when you tell somebody that identifies okay. as a man that they're not a man. That's not that hateful. hateful. That's a fact. Yes, yeah, that is there you go. the pinnacle yeah. of the problem. Mm-hmm. Because it's not saying you have to let people live which i think you should as long as they're not hurting anybody else yeah but you don't get to decide what i call you and we've had from early on i think it's only gotten worse but one of some of the earliest clips from the show was a person that was obviously a man walking into like a convenience store or something where they called him dude or whatever it was and he went nuts right you know it's like well you don't get to decide what other people are going to call you that's the whole part of this where you 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 give and you take but they want to be like well if you don't not only do you have to agree with what we're doing you have to buy into the illusion right and it's like no people don't want to do it 
I spent my honeymoon in Tahiti, which is, you know, hell of a place to be. It was great. And within the first day or two, my wife and I are like, this is kind of odd. You know, you know, Polynesians can get really big, man. Samoans and stuff. <laughs> Some of those dudes have shoulders, right? And they have the culture down there is they is, is it's been around for centuries. The whole, you know, men is women thing. And they call them mahus. That's the, and they, it's their word for the third, the third sex. So it's not like this, they don't, it's nobody's masquerading, I guess is what I'm saying. Nobody's saying, I demand that you recognize me as a woman, even though I'm a 250 pound guy built like a linebacker with a five o'clock shadow in a dress and high heels. You know, it's like, okay, I'm the third thing. And it was absolutely a non-issue anywhere I went. You know, nobody looked, nobody stared, nobody said, what's this? You know, they were bartenders, they were waiters, they were hotel clerks, whatever, all over the place. And uh, it was totally cool. I don't understand why that that sort of mindset can't be here. You know, nobody gives a shit. Nobody really, nobody gave a shit there. Nobody should give a shit here. And nobody's forcing anybody to 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 go along with an illusion. It's like, okay, yeah, this is you. You're a dude. You're dressed like a chick. We don't care. Makes you happy. Enjoy. Enjoy. Well, it's the pushing of the envelope, I think, which is, you know, when somebody goes into a Christian baker and says, make me a penis cake. And yeah. they're like, no. Well, then that's, oh, you're hateful. You're bigots. You don't. It's like, no, that's not, that's right. not the case. It's like, you shouldn't be forcing anybody to do anything they're uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. But it, that doesn't go, you know, again, these are the things that should be taken as universal, but they're not because of the way that it is put out on display and i think a lot of it goes back to the usual thing i point everybody back to it seems like once every few weeks is go read the weather underground manifesto yeah back then it wasn't about trans but back then it was you got to separate the white and black you got to separate the rich and poor you got to separate the cops who they call the pigs from everybody else mm-hmm. and it was all about causing enough division that they could break down society and get what they want. Well, that's exactly what this stuff is. Sure. And uh, I've got the Megan Kelly clipper. I do think she talks about in here, how young teenage preteen girls up until very recently had very, very little problem with the gender dysphoria, dysphoria is that the word i'm looking for yeah and uh, all of a sudden now oh now it's really popular which this is the stuff you have to if you really are interested in the science you have to ask yourself that question like well why is it this way you know i remember bill maher took a lot of crap when he was like you know it seems like there's a lot more of this going on in california than there is in ohio and i want to know why right Well, no, you can't ask those questions, but listen to Megan here. And one, I think it might just be the remorse because she's talking about how she was buying into this, but just her whole tone and delivery really reminded me of a bad movie where somebody was having, was being forced to say something they didn't really want to. It is officially Pride Month, where we will be subjected to nonstop celebrations of a group, gays and lesbians, that has had equal rights and political power in the United States for quite some time now. Okay? As author and gay rights activist 
Bruce Bauer writes in Thursday's New York Post, quote, we've won equality. Why should gays continue to be singled out, even for the purpose of being celebrated? Being gay is an attribute, not an accomplishment. Which I thought was an interesting point coming from a, an interesting phrase, yeah. You know, from a gay, once gay activist, like, well, we've gotten the equality, everything's good. Why are we still pointing out? Because, yeah, I mean, you will applaud when somebody accomplishes something, you know, like those cadets yeah. at the Air Force Academy, we're applauding you for graduating. Sure. If there is no choice and you are just gay or you are just straight, mm. why are you having a parade? I mean, it's like, yay. Well, George, George Carlin did a great uh, riff on this and it's been memory hold. You know, if you, if you can dig it up online somewhere, you know, hats off to you. But that was the, it was a, you know, maybe a 10 minute riff. And he says, I don't, I don't get the pride thing, whether it's a, you know, you're proud of your heritage, whatever it is, you're Irish, you're Italian, but whatever, you know, your pride, you could be happy that you are, but you had, you didn't have a fucking thing to do right with whatever your ethnicity is. That was strictly an accident of birth. So how do you take pride in that? You can be happy about it. You know, it's, and that's, she said it even better. It's, it's not an accomplishment or an achievement. It's just a, what was the word? Uh, What'd that guy say? Let's see. A is an attribute, not an, attribute. an accomplishment. Yes, exactly. And, and, yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, you're proud. Are you, are you proud? Darren, how proud are you that you're six foot six? Right. I worked really, you know, really at hard. At only six feet. I feel ashamed. Yeah. Why aren't I six feet six? It's fucking retarded. Because I drink well, all my neither milk. Neither one of us had anything to do with our height. Right. Nothing. It's just, it's the way it is. And that's the way. It's the way it is. And that is, again. In today's culture, well, that's that, that's horribly hateful for you to say that. Hateful. Nonetheless, American corporations must show the citizenry how progressive they are, and so taste the rainbow. We also have a month of this kind of imagery coming our way, boldly celebrating the TQ portion of the LGBTQ crowd. Look at this. Look at this. A pregnant woman who purports to call herself a man complete with facial hair on the cover of Glamour UK. She says giving birth made her very dysphoric. That will happen when you're calling yourself a man by giving birth to a baby to the point where she demanded a (laughs) C-section. I, for one, will not be celebrating this dishonesty. In fact, I'm in a very different place when it comes to this entire issue. And that is the subject of today's opening. Why I'm done with preferred pronouns. I was an early proponent of using preferred pronouns as far back as the early 2000s of saying she. Is that true? I believe so. And she has a few uh, different things that she talks about here. And wait a minute, the pronoun thing happened. That began in the early 2000s. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, it really, I could, I don't, I mean, this shit seems like two years old to me and it's 20 years but 23 years back that the pronoun thing began well i think we're going on like a hockey stick (laughs) i think we are ramping up so much i think covid changed so many different things and i think a lot of this stuff really got ramped up the whole world is still upside down with people not wanting to go in and work in the office um you know it's just the way people interact with each other Mm. It's very strange. It is very strange because we are living in a time where you have such great access to communication equipment, but I think people are vastly less 
able to communicate. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. No question. Which is sad because it's like the main thing people are doing now is texting a few letters here back and forth with maybe maybe not even letters now. It's it's emojis. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's very hard today to. to find people, which I'm always surprised with, you know, and this may be why the YouTubers and some podcasters do so well, because it's getting more rare to find people that can actually eloquate, uh, you know, get their th- eloquence. See, that's the great best thing to screw up to. Uh, yes, you can inaugurate <laughs> the eloquation. Yes. And it'll all come out good. So you have eloquent thoughts come out where people can understand. <laughs> but I think that's getting so rare now that even if you're yeah. halfway good at it. Yeah, it's like, wow, yeah, this guy's good. When I knew the truth was he, it seemed harmless and I had no wish to cause offense. Trans people were tortured enough, it seemed to me, by nature of their dysphoria and society's disdain for them in general. So I complied. I went along with it. I didn't see the harm. By 2016, we were debating bills to stop trans access to certain bathrooms, which I covered from the news desk, siding with the trans community. How does it affect our lives as women if here or there a trans person uses a stall in our bathroom? These people aren't bothering anyone. Why wouldn't we accommodate them? Well, there, I would say that's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the the fear that that would cause, again, if a you know six foot six man saying I'm a woman walking into the bathroom, you know, maybe that's why. But this when she started talking about this, I think what it is, is that. She's reading off a teleprompter now because she sounds different than she normally does when speaking off the cuff. She is very methodical right now. The words, there's a lot more spaces in between them. It's just the delivery on the way she's doing this is a little weird for me. Okay. So what are you, what are you inferring that, that, you, that this is like somebody's got a gun to her head that she's <laughs> being forced to take this position or I, I don't think that. that's the case, but there, this does seem to be a, uh, a very prepared statement and uh, that's being very measured. And maybe that's just the way you have to cover this subject right now. Maybe that's what she, it is. She's an attorney, isn't she? Yes, she is. Yeah. I'd say that's why I'd say she, she was probably carefully written, edited. So she, you know, just to be very, very, uh, very cautious. And that's probably why she's reading it. Yes. Like you it. do not want to get one stray word in that can, yeah. that can change the meaning of anything that would make sense. I didn't see the harm. In 2018, while at NBC, I hosted shows on trans people, one of which had a segment on trans kids. I led the audience in cheering for them, encouraging them to own who they are. I used approved terms like gender-affirming care for medicinal gender manipulations, cis to refer to natural-born women and men, assigned male at birth instead of born male. I smiled and listened politely as a guest told me, gender is just a social construct. I wanted to be supportive of those who were suffering. I would use this more evolved language. I didn't see the harm. And it went on from there for about another like 12 minutes. So, um, okay. And, and how does she resolve this? What's the point? Now, does she regret doing that or what? What's, yeah, that would be pretty much it. Yes. That it has, um, mm-hmm. uh, and it's weird because she talked about, well, I was applauding this for children. It's like, you didn't, you know, this kind of goes to the, like your point on James Vanderbeek, like, well, Megan, you didn't see where this was going. Right. When it was involving children, you're like, well, no, no, I wanted them to be who they were. It's like, but how do you think that? 
because we were all children. And I think we all know at until you're 18, 20, 25, your brain's kind of mush. There's a lot of people that go through a lot of different phases and most of them work themselves out that they're not gender dysphoric. I mean, you hear a lot of girls, you know, oh, they're tomboys. Yeah. You know, and then by the time they're 25, they look <laughs> like a pointy chick. Absolutely. I know there's a lot of women who have said that a lot. Yep. And it's like, but in the world that these people want, they would be pushed to, well, no, no, you're obviously trans. You should. Sure. Like, no, that's mm. not the re. And that is the problem with the pride stuff is that, oh, you are treating it like you are god you know you're the one behind it and that's uh i have a thing here from uh, kirk cameron another actor mm. although he's uh been in the news a lot lately about uh because he's a christian it's weird you know if you're an actor and a christian uh that just doesn't seem to work lately no, that's a bad combination i used to see him all the time at a farmer's market near my house and he's another guy that seems like a really nice guy he did seem like a nice guy yeah and he's back in the news because he was pushing a book. And then there were like places that were trying to get his book banned because it's hateful to say again, the sure. things that you and I would go, but it's, it's the truth. It's the reality. Mm. It's like, I'm fine with anybody doing whatever they want that makes them happy, but it doesn't make it the reality. I mean, I can say I'm dating Taylor Swift, but if she doesn't agree to it, it's not the reality. You should say it anyway. Should I often? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> like, yeah, I was hanging out with Taylor and uh, did you go to her show? No. Why would I go to the no, show? We have a thing. Uh-huh. We have, a, we have an understanding. <laughs> yeah. That it's court Do controlled. It. Uh, it seems a lot like a restraining order, but it's not. It was all done with love. Nothing to worry exactly. about. Yes. But this was uh, Kurt Cameron. This edited a little because there was a really annoying woman asking him questions, and the answers were way more entertaining than the the questions. Yeah. That's right. We went to the Seattle Public Library, and we were welcomed there as I was reading this book called Pride Comes Before the Fall, which teaches kids the dangers of pride and the value of humility. And parents are being red pilled all over the nation. As I visit churches and public libraries and schools, they're waking up from the woke matrix and they're realizing that they need to deactivate this progressive machine that is stealing the hearts and minds of their children. It's very encouraging. And I'm just getting started. Try and I thought that was interesting, too, yeah. because it is about the hearts and minds of the children. That was one of the other things with the weather underground. Take over the media, take over yeah. the teaching jobs. If oh, yeah. you, you know, for anybody that followed the, uh, you know, history, you know, the story of the Hitler youth, it's the whole thing. If you can convince the children, you pretty much win the war. I, when, yes. Keep going. I'm sorry. To redefine gender, I think, is the height of pride of the seven deadly sins. This is the deadliest one. And, and ultimately what, what that is, is saying I'm God and I can determine uh, morality. I can determine gender. I can redefine things according to my own image. And I, I applaud those who were wanting to bring us back to the values that made us the freest, strongest, most blessed nation in the world. And that's the Judeo-Christian moral standard and ethic. 
but this reorganization of our society is getting worse and worse, which is why parents and grandparents need to get off the defense, get on the offense and take back the leadership position of the education of your children. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful for what uh, Mr. DeSantis is doing to put education back into the hands of parents. We were, we had Kellyanne Conway on last night, and she was saying that there are, you know, teenagers out there who feel like they don't belong in their body. What do you say to that? Well, I, I think that there's lots of confusing thoughts when we're teenagers. There's lots of confusing thoughts as we get older and turn into adults. But what doesn't help is when you have people who stand to make huge financial profit off of uh, medical procedures that actually make the problem worse, in my opinion, and don't, don't bring clarity, but increase confusion. I'm a father of six children. I understand what it's like to um, shepherd children's souls and all the questions that come up in a confusing culture. And what we need to do is get back to the truth and speak it to them in love, even if it's not popular or what they're seeing on TikTok. And that's what I'm trying to do by reading my books. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful for companies like Brave Books that are speaking the truth in love to a new generation. But again, other people will be calling him hateful and a bigot. Well, and- sure they will. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you know, you, you've, you know, we've been friends a long time now. And you know that for, I don't know, about 18 months, I did a second show each week. I think there were 75 episodes in all called Sinner Sunday, which is a spiritual look at things, right? And this is really what Kirk's saying there is the core issue of it all. And, you know, I would always say in this show, you know, there's <laughs> God has many names around the world. You know, there's God, there's Jehovah, there's Yahweh, there's a bunch more. And, um, but he really, in fact, has only one name and that name is truth. Okay. God yes. is truth, period. You know, he doesn't lie ever. And so this is what you're right. This is what it's about. The, the core of the issue is, is, uh, man as God. So we're going to create our own truth and we create our own truth. Then we're, we are behaving as God. That's, that's really what it is. That's the essence of it. Well, it's also a big part of the do whatever you want because there are no repercussions now or in the afterlife. Yeah, well, you know, that remains to be seen about those who (laughs) do things they shouldn't. Um, But really, in in this life, um, when you when you obliterate the truth, um, well, that's the very essence of evil, isn't it? Yes. And then when you are forcing children to accept lies. Mm hmm. Then uh, when you know that it's, you know, what the truth is, that is just very detrimental to them being able to grow up as a well-rounded. It's everybody knows people go through different phases. There's a lot of people, you know, when most children probably, I don't know, lately, but the kids today when they're like, you know, seven, eight, nine, hey, what do you want to be? Oh, I want to be a policeman or I want to be a, you know, rock star, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, by the time they're five, ten years older, they're probably not wanting to do that anymore. Sure. Well, I have a great Kirk Cameron story that really doesn't involve Kirk. I think you'll like it. I was at this uh, dinner party in Hollywood some years ago, and there was this gay dude. It was very funny. I mean, this guy, this guy, he should have been a stand-up comic. But every, I think he was in fashion business or something, but he, he was very funny. And he started telling how when he was, a, I guess, an early teenager or whatever, he had this huge crush on Kirk Cameron. Okay. 
And he says, so what I started to do is I watched, what was it? What was the show he was on? What, I, I was, I wanted to say family ties, but no, that was Michael J. Fox. Was Michael J. Fox. Um, Whatever the hell show he was on. I mean, he, he, he never missed an episode. He'd record all of them. And he started buying Kirk's wardrobe. And you know, where did this shirt come and the socks? I mean, he was Kirk obsessed. And then it was, it wasn't enough to further emulate Kirk. He said, he said, he, if you look, Kirk Cameron has kind of a odd, um, yeah, I guess, uh, structure to his smile. He's like, he's sort of a, his, his lips invert a little bit. So you sort of see the interior of his lips when he smiles and this guy, this guy was doing it and he started, he, he started aping Kirk Cameron's smile, right. And wouldn't stop. And it got to the point where his parents thought he had some type of a, a, a you know, a neuro neurological condition and it was <laughs> fucking with his speech the, t- the school sent him to a speech pathologist and was the whole fucking thing was just rooted in him trying to become Kirk Cameron. Nice. The show was growing pains. How do we not? Okay. Know- that was it. And yeah. A lot of kids. That's all they're doing. They're having growing pains. Exactly. Yeah. How yeah. apropos that that was the show he was on. And that's still what his <laughs> yeah, life's work is, is basically ironic. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what's going on with your kids. They're having growing pains. They're going to have different yeah. ideas, but do not make any massive changes to your DNA, to your physical body until you're an adult and you know what the right thing is. And I understand both sides of that story. You know, the fabulous Ryan Bemrose that I do the grumpy old Ben show with has a friend who went trans from uh, male to female and was upset that it couldn't be done earlier because then her life would have been easier, but you have to take into that the odds of this going right for you and the odds that you're going to regret it. Sure. You know, for the amount of people that it ends up being the right thing, it's great. But if 60, 70% come out the other side going, I really wish I wouldn't have done that. You know, unfortunately, this is the problem. Kids are not able to make these kind of decisions. And pushing them in and pretending that they are. But we saw this with the school shootings years ago. Like, oh, no, we're going to send these 15, 16-year-old kids to Washington. And they're going to talk about guns. And like, they have no fucking clue what they're talking about. Me, you don't believe David Hogg? No, I do not believe the Hogger. He's got to be, he's well over 21 now, I would assume. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I remember when I was watching Glenn back probably 15 years ago saying there was a war on religion, maybe even more, whenever Beck moved Mm -hmm. to Fox. And that's still what you're seeing. It's the war on religion. And there's still, it's it's interesting because it's really only against the Christians and Catholics is the. uh, Pretty much. Yeah. Like those are the ones that you can yell. Yeah. It's not hate. If you do it against this group, it's okay because they're the ones that are going to go or allegedly should be the ones standing up going. No, no, we're going to, we're going to be the force that uh, keeps this from happening, but we need more people to stand up and do that. Now we've yeah. got, we've got a, a Scott Lobino clip on the climate. I bet I can guess this is going to be uh, some fireworks here. Always. In Ireland, they want to kill thousands of cows because the ass gas that comes out of these cows is fucking up the ozone. <laughs> that would be methane, uh, Scott. Like, ass gas. <laughs> ass gas. I like it, though. <laughs> I do like it. 
Just think about what I'm saying. This is real. They want to slaughter animals, these environmentalists, because the ass gas is fucking up the climate. And you tell me that I'm out of my fucking mind. He's right. Sure he is. He is right. Yeah. And you look at all, of, you know, again, cows aren't the only ones that let out that gas. Sure. Humans do too, but they just can't quite say they want to kill all the humans yet. Yeah. Well, that's just part of the, you know, eat bugs thing, really. I'm sure that's the backdoor way of getting, getting in there. Well, that's why I was so happy. The uh, There was a video clip from last night's concert at Soldier Field where where Taylor accidentally swallowed a bug and was not happy about it. Really? What happened? <laughs> well, she just started coughing and was, you know, turned around like, oh, I swallowed a bug. And then like delicious. Like, wait, no, the lefties want us to eat bugs. This is. Yeah, they do. This should have been. A t- now she would have been like, mmm, delicious. <laughs> I have been like, okay, we got something to worry about now. Who was the one that made that video of the allegedly? Was it Nicole Kidman? I think it was her. Oh, yeah. I thought in a fucking cricket or something. I thought, this is bullshit. You're not doing that. Some people would. I mean, are they chocolate covered? Are they, you know, I've seen enough of the Anthony Bourdain shows back in the, you know, when he was alive, where he would go to these far reaching places. And it was like, well, this is a delicacy. And, you know, I get it. They are a viable source of protein. I mean, I know everybody like freaked out a few years ago when one of like the major red dyes used in food was like ground up bugs or something. Yes. And it's like, well, see, you're already consuming the bugs. And for me, it's not really the fact that you're consuming whatever it is. It's for me, it's usually the texture of anything. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's I don't, why I hate lima beans. See, it's the texture. It's texture. that's what does it. Yeah. You know, it is. the flavor isn't that bad. That texture is just revolting. I've always hated them. Uh huh. Peas. I'm not fond of peas either. Same thing. It's the texture. I love pea soup. Right. You can keep the peas. Right. Because the pea soup, it's more of a velvety. Yeah. A good split pea soup is delicious. Yes. Because the mushiness is gone. Mm -hmm. You have a little hummus. Same thing. It's that pea soup kind of consistency and it can be delicious. Mm -hmm. So the bugs are fine if you, you know, it's for me, it's no different. Although, like my wife will not eat the uh, cottage cheese. And I think it's the same thing. It's a texture thing. Mm-hmm. Won't eat the liver sausage. I'm like, how do you not like liver sausage? Mm-hmm. Like, that's delicious. But, you know, for me, that was the same thing going to Ireland. Like uh, Scotty talking about Ireland, having the the black pudding, which is basically, you know, a blood sausage thing that's all... Yeah rendered down and it's like oh it's like delicious but until people tell you what it is like i don't care because i think the end result works but i can see where people are like oh no i wouldn't that's that's disgusting it's like well have you tried it yeah you know we had the when the place was open up here years ago when rocky mountain oysters were uh were a big thing yeah they did go through a phase didn't they? everybody was into them for a while i never was but people were I mean, I tried them. It wasn't something I that tried I tried them. Yeah. <laughs> without looking at Okay. So this is the testicle of a bull, thinly sliced, yeah. breaded. And if you fry anything up, people will eat it. That is sure. Yeah. That is the end result. Yeah. And I've again, had it, rattlesnake. Didn't like it. I've had iguana. Didn't like that either. How about gator? Yeah. Never had any gator. Yeah. No. I've tried the gator and it's good. Uh, at least when I had it, the, 
as, as odd as it is, our little grocery chain here that I can walk to, they every now and then have a thing like, hey, you can get like the big tomahawk chop. You can get some steaks, you know, all YU beef, all the mm. uh, the latest one had a full three and a half to four foot alligator carcass. And I'm like, when the hell did this start becoming a thing? Yeah. Are they still a protected species? I wonder, because I would guess not. Yeah, because, I mean, it seems like every time there's another video served up to me on whatever Facebook or something, it's a fucking gator eating somebody or dragging them into the water. Like, wait, you know, when are they going to start shooting these things? They seem to be have become a menace, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to, anybody that lives or visits in uh, a place like Florida or yeah. Louisiana and you're like walking your little three pound puppy two feet mm. away from the lake. Why? Yeah, don't do that. You not know that these things, it's like, oh, but they don't normally like to bother people. Yeah, but if they're hungry and their little dog, it looks like like a meal to them. Yeah. But Gator was actually pretty good. And it's obviously, it's not a pretty animal. No. Tastes like chicken? Kind of, yeah. There you go. (laughs) Like everything should, right? Everything should taste like, yeah, everything should taste like the uh, chicken here. The hide is great. I want, I'd love to have had alligator shoes and belts and everything. I, I think it's very cool looking. Well, it's very Don that. Draper era kind of. Uh, is it? I think so. Yeah, I guess. Well, it would go well with that like 1960s uh, suicide door Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Some alligator boots. Well, you got the cowboy hat too, I'm sure. So you can just kind of add that into the mix. My, my uh, Stetson got destroyed some years ago. I might get another one though. I really liked it. Well, now, if you're going to be moving somewhere south, you should. Yeah. Yeah, I should. With the convertible. I got new boots. Love my boots, man. They are. Love once you boots. break boots in, they're the most comfortable things ever. But until you do. Absolutely. But these were so good. These were um, handmade in Mexico. And uh, wow. I mean, really, like instantly comfortable. Instantly. And uh, what I can't figure out, though, maybe somebody in the... Uh, in the troll room knows this or whatever is I did some research. It's really the leather. It's, it's not, it's definitely not suede. Cause I've, I've had plenty of suede things, right. But it's not a smooth leather. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't polish this leather. You wouldn't put polish or grease on it. Like, you know, a, a polished leather. Then I did a little research and I guess there's three grades of leather. It's called aniline leather, which is almost untanned, untreated, which this sort of appears to be right. And for that, you're supposed to just use like some type of, uh, I guess, a neat's foot or whatever. But the thing is, it ha- it still has a uh, like like a suede like texture to it. If you rub your hand over it, there's definitely a grain, right? So I'm thinking, I'm not going to put grease on this. I can't figure it out. So if anybody knows, tell me. <laughs> if you have the proper leather care, yeah, it is. Uh, it's a weird material because you're right. Some of you need to do like the weatherproofing. Some you don't. Yeah. Uh, I do not know. I don't know. Now, who is the Asco Fink? Oh, the, the Asco <laughs> Fink is bad, bad Larry. I mean, you've got good Larry right with you right now, partner. But there's a lot of bad Larrys out there. And this guy may be the worst of all. Larry Fink runs Black Rock, which has, I think, is it, it's at least 10 trillion under management now. Might be more, which is fucking sick. I mean, it, God, do we ever need a Teddy Roosevelt in this country? I mean, really badly. Um, and so this guy is an absolute, an ASCO of the, I'd say highest, but I'd say lowest order 
just listen to him how he wants to control. They all want to control. Uh, yeah. You have to force behaviors. And at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. Uh, 54% of the incoming class are women. We, we added four more points in terms of diverse uh, employment this year. And it, if it, you know, what we are doing internally is if you don't achieve these levels of impact, it, your compensation could be impacted, okay? We're doing the same thing. And so it's just, it, you have to force behaviors. And if you don't force behaviors, whether it's gender or race or just any way you want to say the composition of your team, you're going to be impacted. And that's not just not recruiting. It is development, as Ken said. And ultimately, it's still going to take time. But I am just as much shocked as Ken is that we have not seen more opportunities. And we're going to have to force change. Force behavior and force yeah. change. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. How about that? Have they that not learned lot? anything from Target? Incredible. Well, he, you know, I'm, I'm sure his company probably owns a close to majority stake in Target. I mean, it's incredible. The fucking tentacles of BlackRock. I mean, it's, it's frightening, actually. Them and Vanguard. Really they could is. be intentionally driving these things into the ground for some sure. reason. Well, that's what Adam says. Yeah. It's like, there's got to be, uh, you know, again, the Target thing. It is pushing it beyond. I mean, because we've had pride displays and pride T-shirts and all of this for years and nobody really cared. It is a little bit different this year because of all the yes, trans stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which again, I feel bad for the gays and lesbians who are like, we didn't sign up for this. This wasn't right. This wasn't our fight. Nope. But companies that dive in on this kind of stuff that try to make moral decisions, it's always going to bite them in the ass. I mean, it's great that you want to pull in a product that maybe comes from a minority owned business. But it still bothers me when I go to Target on their web, uh, on the website, and the first thing you see is a list of the products that are from Black-owned or Black inventors. And it's like, well, why are you singling that out? Yeah. That is the issue right here. It's like, and do you not realize that if your theory is that there's a lot of racist douchebags out there, wouldn't this tell them exactly what not to buy? be like oh yeah. well that's black owned i don't want it. it's like no have the best product that give me the best product i don't care who's sure. making it nope doesn't matter it's like it's it, absolute insanity but it's like when you start separating the groups and giving people special treatment it's like well that's not equality yeah which is why we hear we have talked now about equity instead of equality and it just it drives me nuts because that is not fairness in any way no and uh our buddy Keith, though, word. I mean, I had to bring you in Keith. Keith. Yeah, I got <laughs> I mean, I got it because if we don't have Keith, then people don't get really upset, and then they don't get their money's worth when they come to Planet Rage. And he's really not changed anything. It's just I always figure it's good to just hear his voice for under Keith. a minute. He's a tradition now. He and Scott. Yes, really. we got we good old Scott and Pin Dick Overman. <laughs> Jack Smith's Mar-a-Lago documents grand jury is back and badder than ever. The DOJ may meet with Trump's lawyers this week. Is it possible, even likely, the Justice Department will offer Trump a plea deal? Is it imaginable that CNN would partner 
with a far-right website just to get the rights to televise a Republican presidential primary debate, even have somebody from Breitbart or National Journal co-moderated on CNN with a CNN anchor. I mean, how dare they? How dare they bring somebody in from a right-leaning website to be with the left-leaning people to do a debate? Mm. That is just unconscionable to Keith. Yeah. Or maybe from the Daily Stormer. Did you see CNN chairman Chris Licht in the Atlantic? No, no, no. Atlantic, the magazine, not Atlantic, the ocean. He would have Keith, had. Uh, thanks, time. Keith. Yo, I know. Keith, that's so funny, Keith. Keith let me say this again <laughs> really clearly. Keith, you are a fucking moron. I was thinking of not even bringing any Keith, and I'm like, it was because of the bad joke. And I'm thinking that maybe is the segment now is just the bad Keith Olbermann yeah, I mean, joke of the week. Possibly fucking stupid. It's just, it's mind numbing. He's the guy at the party that's laughing at his own jokes and nobody yeah. else is. Yeah. Like, dude, that's not even funny. Jesus. Ocean. He would have had a better time in Atlantic, the ocean. I have thoughts. Oh, by the way, Chuck Todd fired as host of Meet the Press, but they let him go on Meet the Press to say he was departing Meet the Press, as in, you're fired, so please depart now. Yeah. Do you think he's pitching that job? I bet he is. He would oh, He would like it. Sure he would. Because he's just standing in front of his iPhone in his hallway pretending he's got a job. Was he wearing his shawl collar sweater? Yeah, that's pretty usually what it is now. And the big glasses. I don't know what the big glasses are for. Blue Wasserman glasses, the Alex Rieger sweater. You got to have it. It's just it's part of the uh, it's part of the look. Yeah. And I brought one last clip here. And this one is just so I can have something to uh, to start the show with. And I was uh, I was doing my thing earlier today. I'm on the exercise bike for an hour and I'm watching my buddy, Andrew. And How's he feeling good. Everything has been uh, everything good. has been pretty stable. So I'm, I'm not complaining. Good. And I, I do think a lot of it is uh, just making sure five, six days a week doing 45 minutes to an hour of some kind of cardio. Mm hmm does seem to be making a difference now it it came on as quickly as it kind of left so i don't really know for sure but that was one of the constants in everything was like well get exercise if you've got uh if you got the arrhythmia Mm -hmm. and so far that kind of seems to be working but i'm watching and bandrew was talking about doing the youtube thing and the people that are like smash that button and all this and he gave it a try and i was like wow that's funny uh but i wasn't planning on clipping it until well you'll hear the way he ends it get ready smash the like button like that smash button that's not right i'm terrible at this (laughs) is there dogs howling outside that was terrible okay (laughs) i'm never doing that again (laughs) nobody clip that whatever you do and i'm like okay well now i have to clip it <laughs> of course now i've got to start of course you you would yes i'm like now i know what i'm starting the show with i know the cold right. open there you go thank you bandrew yeah. everybody should listen to the bandrew says podcast and check out his Bandrew's stuff the best we love bandrew and he was talking about with the youtube and there were people from youtube answering questions about what really makes 
people, uh, you know, the algorithms pick up your show. And the thing was now that it really appears, according to the people at YouTube, that those like buttons and the dislike buttons do a lot. Mm-hmm. So Andrew was doing a little test this past episode. He's asking everybody to like that particular episode. And the next episode, he's going to ask everybody to dislike it and see <laughs> see the difference that the uh, amount of watches or, you know, all of that. Uh, yeah. So it's an interesting little uh, interesting little thing that he's got there little experiment going on and is he fully over his covid dose yeah he seems pretty good he seems good back and healthy doing his thing and we appreciate that but it's like we since we are a value for value show i mean we should be telling people to uh get ready smash the like button i like the woohoo (laughs) (laughs) who says you're not good at that bander you are a natural he is he is a absolute natural. So smash that like button if we had one. Yeah. But we are a value for value podcast, which means we put these shows out there. They're not behind a paywall. You get to decide if you've gotten any value out of them whatsoever. And if so, you get some value back to us by going to planetrage.show. All of the information is there that you can do a one time or monthly donation through PayPal. You can use the QR codes or wallet addresses if you want to do the crypto thing. You can go the snail mail route. And if you're doing the podcasting 2.0 thing, you can stream us some Satoshis, which it looks like some are coming in. But our buddy, Sir nice. Sean of the Allegheny Valley, again, with his monthly $20. Thank you, Sir Sean. That guy rocks. He is all over the place. He is supporting more podcasts right now than uh, Keith Oberman is supporting children. I don't know uh, how many Keith has, but uh, I mean, really, though, who would, would anybody sleep with Keith? I don't think he has any kids. Well, that would make a lot of sense then. Yeah. That means my joke was just as bad as Keith's and I'm trying. (laughs) But I could be wrong and frequently am. So our buddy, sir, truck driver coming in with his monthly 565. Sir, truck driver. Thank you. He's out there on the highways having fun. Hopefully more fun in the summer. I salute you. All the guys at the wheel. I salute them. Kevin Seifert coming in. That's a $5 a month as well. And then the first boostergram, of course, our buddy comic strip blogger who never wants me to read it because they want your silky tones to deliver all the value that their 15,033 Satoshis can get. All right, here we go. Larry and Darren manipulative mind control monsters set the stage for perverse kidults to decloak decades ago, giving a head start to anyone that can follow Rudyard Kipling's advice in the timeless piece, If. Only fools chase their tails with super tech at the disposal of man. Only the lame would overlook the potential that a podcast like AI.Cooking could bring to them. Your directive is to go and listen to it directly after you have got your rage on. Yo, CSB and Gwiff. I like getting the rage on. Get your rage on, baby. Thank you, CSB. And thank you, Gwiff, for being the mouthpiece for AI.cooking. Yeah. We got Craig, who just came in with the booster gram. He like doubled up CSB. This is 30,000 Satoshis. Ba-boom. Thank you, Craig. Says Larry and Darren, it's finally great to listen live. We still need to get you on the interview. Oh, it's Craig. Yes, I need uh, 
I, I saw that Adam Curry oh, was Craig on Weinberg. his show. Yes, Craig Weinberg. Yeah, he, you know, that guy is, he, <laughs> I don't understand why he's not famous. He is such a gifted interviewer. It's incredible. I mean, he's really, really good at this. Wait, wait so I should be worried he's going to get to my deep, dark secrets? And uh, Yeah, he's going he's gonna to peel you like an onion, baby. Am I going to be like an really Oprah good. crying? Like, I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> now I'm scared, Craig. I don't know. I'm, I'm apprehensive now about coming on that no, show. Craig is great. He really is. But I saw he went to uh, get Adam Curry's interview in person, which that had to be a fun time. Yeah. Good for him. Because if you're going to interview the podfather, you may as well get that extra added bit of fun. And you got to see his banging studio he's got up there in the great state of South Dakota. It's a very cool layout. Yeah. Well, we should all take a trip out to South Dakota, back where the women yeah. are women and the men are men. And Christy Nome is hot. Yeah, this is true. I mean, as far as governors go, well, it's very hard to beat. Very hard. To somebody beat. should do a split screen of her and uh, Frankenstein Hulk cool. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Net net coming in with, I, I don't like the way get LB shows it. Cause it shows me what, what we ended up getting after the fee. So it was 55, 55. And uh, net net says, I don't care what the texture is like. I ain't eating spotted dick. <laughs> I've seen those cans. I've never tried it myself, but I've seen the cans. It's a British thing. There's a thing in Britain called spotted dick. Yes. There's like, I don't know what it is, but there's a, if you look it like up spam it, or something, I guess it's like a Heinz is the one that I've seen the cans. It's like, you can get spotted dick. Oh my God. I mean, Gwiff knows he's probably like, Oh, I'll tell you if you come out to my, if you come out to me pub, I'll get you the best spotted dick. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, the internet is here at our disposal, so it's a uh, yeah, yeah. also known as spotted dog or railway cake. It's a traditional British steamed pudding. Historically, they really made. have an elastic definition of the word pudding. I much prefer the American <laughs> pudding. Really, this fucking right. you you can keep your puddings, man. <laughs> right. I mean, the uh, I mean again when I said earlier, like the black pudding and uh, white yeah. pudding and for breakfast, it's like there's nothing put. You know, when people are hearing like pudding. It's like no, yeah. no, you don't understand. No. It's like a blood sausage yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get so. Uh, so somebody sent Net Ned some spotted dick. Okay. It might be good. I mean, if it's a dessert, I mean, how bad can it be? And there's a bunch of from and from Eric PP who's listening live, who we appreciate. Yes, thank you, Eric. And uh from Tom Tomsky. Tom in. Tomsky, we love Tom Tomsky. Yeah, that is 777. You guys got my virginity boost. My first earned sats on the fountain app goes to you. Damn. That's cool. Hey, you know, I've been holding back this sound effect for like 10 episodes ready for this. And in honor of Tom Tomsky's first boost, here we go. <laughs> is that an actual bike horn or is it's that an actual bike horn? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm cleaning out my house and I'm finding all kinds of weird shit. And I said, you know, let me keep this on hand for the Darren show. And there it is. <laughs> We're going full clowns and uh, Barnum. And yeah. We're back to Barnum and Bailey. Exactly. Yeah. Anybody got a little uh, calliope or something that can play in the background? As, uh, Maybe next week I'll have a slide whistle. Well, it's good that you're getting the stuff packed up. How soon until the exit's happening? Um, let's see the date. We're looking at about uh, two and a half weeks. Yeah. Nice. Had a garage sale Saturday and Sunday. It's a fucking nightmare. Well, of so, course. I mean, how do you keep the yeah. meth heads out? Oh, we didn't. Really? So, uh, 
That was weird. Yeah. Is there going to be a story about this on the next That Larry I might, Show? I might get uh, into it in, in this week's show. That's a strong possibility. Yeah. It is the oddity of the world that yeah. we live in. We thank everybody for hanging out with we us do. when we do the show live. People are like, what time is it on Monday again? Mm-hmm. It's like it that. is uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, noon, Mountain Time. How you doing, Mountain Time? Nobody ever mentions Mountain for they like years. Do. Isn't that interesting? It is yes. like the forgotten time zone. You're right. For How years, I thought there was only three time zones in the yeah. United States. Yes. And like it didn't really make sense. But then everybody forgets the Mountain Time. Yeah. Weird. It's another one of those things. There's no equality there. If you're living in mountain time <laughs> should be equity then. Yes, we yeah. got to do it. Everybody should have the same damn time. Just do UTC you and everybody will figure out what time it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. Digi guru. He's like, Larry, the ginger sage. <laughs> you really it used to be ginger. You can call me the silver sage. Now <laughs> that's the women like that much better. Oh, good. Okay. They don't like. They're like, oh yeah, the the red, nobody trusts the redheads. There was a like, what? There was a show I was watching where uh, the main character, if anybody was a redhead, they were like, uh, no, no, that's uh, evil. Uh, Could that's be true. Could be a bit of that yeah. Dennis the Menace thing going on. Could be. But uh, we do these shows live. You can come into the troll room, trollroom.io. Listen to us on the Mighty No Agenda stream. Otherwise, subscribe over at PlanetRage.show, and then you can get your fill of larry at that larry show.com and then you can get more of me if you really want it yeah and what do you got going on do you know yet anything for randomthoughts.com? Darren? i'm not sure i am not okay. sure i'll complain about something i'm sure i mean probably uh you can just start talking you don't about complain you just you just ponder we find things and then we pick at them a little bit and then uh it's hard to say because it'll be a because uh, it was a a skip show on wednesday i didn't do uh because the air conditioning was out and people were like, oh, you didn't do a show because it was too warm. It's like, well, it was because it was warm and then the guy was here. So it makes it a little bit harder. Sure. But as I always then point out to people, it's like, well, if you really donated a lot more then I would feel like I have to do the show. Then we could afford a fucking studio. Right. And a jet to fly back and forth to wherever I am to Darren Alter. Wouldn't that be cool? Wow. We could, af- we could afford a jet that we could do the show live in the air from 30,000 yeah. feet. I like that even better. We could show Donald Trump how to do it. Yeah. But it's going to require your donations at <laughs> planetrage.show. Well, I mean, I guess that's uh, that pretty much wraps it up. I mean, I don't know what else I'm doing this week, but it'll happen. The, that Larry show will happen. Uh, would you have as anything great, else? As the great Bob Grant in New York on WMCA used to say, that kicks things in the head for another day. That was his sign off. I was kind of <laughs> like that. I mean, that's, that's very truthful, especially out of the New York area. Oh yeah. <laughs> just another kid being in New York is just like another kick in the head. Yeah. And now you can't even go get aspirin at Walgreens. You have to go fill out a form and then they have to is go get it right? for you. Well, I mean, I, Oh I yeah. With the, all oh, right. With the, the, um, yeah, you're right. That's just so fucking horrible. God. Uh huh. Unbelievable. But people keep voting for the Democrat mayors. They sure do. Yeah. That's why you come back here, you get your sanity on, and you, you get your rage out. You get it so the rest of your week, you, your yes. blood pressure can go back down to normal. It's very therapeutic, this show. It's, it's, it's a cathartic and therapeutic. It's good for you. It'll fix what ails you. Planet Rage. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. <laughs> 
Home! 